The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Coming up on Life Today. What are we trying to do? We just carrying around our dry canteen for whoever. We keep holding it out to somebody. Put a, a dropper full of water in. A dropper full, could somebody, could somebody. And he's going, I am a well of living water that will never, ever run dry. Join Bible teacher and author Beth Moore as we spend Wednesdays in the Word. Betty and I are thrilled to have Wednesdays in the Word, which really was birthed with a, just a God-given desire to take an incredible gifting in a great teacher, Beth Moore, and uh, put her on life today every week as a great mission outreach uh, to really help people grow in the Word, and especially women who so many watch television like this during the daytime. And Beth is just gifted, and she's going to be sharing with you about the God who sees. This is the final part of an incredible teaching. But Beth said, I know so many other women that are real close to me now who are so anointed. Why don't we get them to come on on Wednesdays too? And so we've been doing that some with Christine Kane and Lisa Bevere and Priscilla Shower. And I hope you saw the movie with Priscilla, War Room. Have any of you here seen War Room yet? Do you appreciate War Room? You know, it, it was the number two movie uh, ahead of Mission Impossible the first week, and then it was number one the second week, which is amazing. So it's been out a while, but I hope you see it. And Priscilla is so anointed. So what we're doing now is Wednesdays in the Word. But today, it's Beth Moore. Would you welcome Beth to Wednesdays in the Word? You see it. Genesis 21, 8. And the child grew and was weaned. And now by this time, um, we are talking about their beloved Isaac. They have now had the promised child. I'm talking about Abram and Sarah have had the promised child. This is Isaac. And it says, And Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. This would have been in um, this culture in those days. He probably would have been very close close to about three years old. Um, verse 9, But Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, laughing. Listen, I'm going to say that again. Sarah saw the son of Hagar, so that's Ishmael, uh, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, laughing. This, You want to see some narrative art right here? Because you could translate this. One of my commentaries does translate it this way. You can translate this. This is a play on the word of Isaac. Isaac means laughter. You could translate this portion that Sarah son of, um, saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham, Isaacing, Isaacing, laughing. Well, it infuriated her. Look what happens in verse 10. So she said to Abraham, Cast out this slave woman with her son, for the son of this slave woman shall not be heir with my son Isaac. 
and the thing was very displeasing to Abraham on account of his son. But God said to Abraham in verse 12, be not displeased because of the boy and because of your slave woman. Whatever Sarah says to you, do as she tells you, for through Isaac shall your offspring be named. Verse 13, and I will make a nation of the son of the slave woman. Look at the promise he puts on in the covenant. Also, because he is your offspring, what mercy of God, even after the mess they made, I will bless him. I will make a nation out of him. So verse 14, so Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder along with the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. Verse 15, when the water and the skin was gone, she put the child under one of the bushes. Then she went out and sat down opposite him in a, a good way off about the distance of a bow shot. Don't forget that. For she said, let me not look on the death of the child. Th listen, a narrative um, in the Old Testament does not get much more emotional and painful than this scene. If we were watching it on um, the silver screen, it would be almost unbearable. This would be the moment when our eyes would start tearing up and we think to ourselves, this is the unthinkable. This is the unthinkable because she's going to hide. She's putting him underneath um, the branches and underneath um, the, um, the bush because she's trying to keep him from animals. Do you understand this little picture here? And it says that she lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the boy. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? You see the question? Is this not fascinating? He heard the voice of the boy, heard the voice of the boy, another word play. The word Ishmael means God hears, God has heard. He heard the voice of the boy. What troubles you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Up, lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God, verse 19, I love this, opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. Do you love this? Um, I cannot help but think about John chapter four and the Samaritan woman um, at the well. You know, I thought to myself, sometimes um, God brings a woman to a well and sometimes God just brings a well to a woman, doesn't he? <laughs> what, what a beautiful, beautiful picture. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy. Everybody say, God was with the boy. And he grew up and he lived in the wilderness and he became an expert with the bow and he lived in the wilderness of Paran and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. What a story. What a story. Okay, please notice with me that it says in verse um, 14 that Abraham rose up early, took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar and sent her with it. And then it says in 15 that when the water and the skin was gone, she put the child under one of the bushes. Okay, let me, let me lean down and grab this. All right, I want you to think canteen with me. Now, I um, this is from Africa. I brought it home as something that stayed in my office for many, many years. Isn't it absolutely gorgeous? And they, of course, put the water uh, in right here. I, I wish this 
were actual skin because it would be so perfect. I thought it would even be very convenient of God if he could just like turn it into it. I'm in my suitcase between Houston and Dallas and then I could just make it um, the perfect example. But uh, alas, it is a gourd. Um, so there'll be no way to do that. But um, Keith and I just kept going back and forth when I he said, why in the world are you taking that? He said, Elizabeth, I said, because I'm doing a demonstration uh, with um, a canteen, a skin of water that Abraham gave to Hagar. And he said, honey, that is not a skin of water. That is a gourd. I said, I realize it is a gourd, but it is a gourd of the Lord. That's the gourd of the Lord. And then he and I just kept going. He just came back with one right after Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Proverbs 13, 3, whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. We just went on from one gourd to another gourd to another gourd. But this is really important, and this is even a pretty big one. So say, for instance, that Abraham sent Hagar out with this full of water. And then before you know it, the water in the skin was gone. Puts the boy under one of the bushes. He's crying. She's heartbroken. She sits to where she cannot hear him clearly like that. And she gets the second of a double theophany. He comes again and asks her what troubles her. I want you to notice that he opens her eyes to a well. I just, I want to say this to you because it struck me so fiercely in my heart that all people can do is really fill up our canteen. Isn't it the truth? I mean, this is it. This is what Abraham offered the woman. Here is a canteen full because we want people to give to us so much and God bless them, may they. That's, that's, that's part of the heart of God. But I'm just saying, when we look to other human beings for our supply, we're going to have a skin that constantly runs dry. And then we carry this thing around like a badge because it's, I mean, like if it's our husband and it's run dry, it's our spouse and it's run dry, it's our friend, she's not paying the attention to us that we need her to. And so, I mean, we just like go to our family reunions, our family, they've not come through for us. And we just bring our empty canteen and just do a lot of this. Not one... Nothing in it. Absolutely right. This is what you have given me. On our wedding day, you filled this thing up, handed it to me, and a month later, this thing was dry and there's never been another ounce in it. Listen, do you want a canteen or do you want a well? A well, a spring of living water that never does run dry. What are we trying to do? We just carrying around our dry canteen for whoever. We keep holding it out to somebody. Put a, a dropper full of water in. A dropper full. Could somebody, could somebody. And he's going, I am a well of living water that will never, ever run dry. Listen, people cannot keep our tank full. They just can't do it. The scene is so heartbreaking in so many ways because Ishmael is still a boy, but he's old enough to need to act brave. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, I got to tell you something before we close. Most interesting thing to me, the wording that God uses with her in verse 18, up, 
Lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand, for I will make him into a great nation. You want to hear a real literal um, rendering of this according um, to one of my commentaries? It, it would say this, make strong your hand in his. Make strong your hand in his. Listen, I always hope that just anybody, any background, single, married, parent, um, no children, um, widow, divorced, whatever, 18 years old, 16 years old, I hope God puts all sorts of people on the other side of that screen. But I want to talk to parents for just a moment because this portion talks to parents. And I, I thought, I, I want to talk to all parents as we close, but in particular, I thought since Hagar is our example right here, I just wonder if anybody in the room, is there anybody in the room here that is a mother that is still actively parenting? In other words, you still have kids in the home, but you are a single mother. Anybody? Anybody? I need you. Could you come up here? Would you mind? I want to see if I can illustrate what this means. Tell me what your name is, sweetheart. It's Allie. Allie. Come here, Allie. Everybody say hi to Allie. Hi, Allie. Okay, Allie. This wording, when he says, take the boy by the hand, it means literally, make your hand strong in his. In other words, as a parent, listen, we're not meant to crush them, but listen, you are meant to be courageous. You are meant to be courageous in your parenting and you're meant to be the parent. Listen, sometimes what parents do to their children, especially when they're just parents that are in, um, in um, difficulty of all sorts, they get the kids to parent them. In Jesus' name, parents, even in our weakness, even though we don't always get it right, but we are the parent. I want to say it again. Our children are not supposed to have to mother us. Our children are not supposed to have to father us. We are the parents. They need us to be courageous. And so what this means, Allie, I'm going to play the parent and you're going to play the child. It would mean, I wish you could all feel it. I wish we could just like hold hands for a minute. Anyway, not to crush it. I'm not going to crush your fingers, uh, but to hold it tight. That by the time she pulled him up, holding it tight so that Ishmael would get some courage from his mother, Hagar. That this was a mother who was going to be brave. This was a mother that was going to have confidence in the promises of God. She said, hold it tight, not weak, not weak. When you go across the street with that child and there are cars that could come, you take that hand tight and you walk with courage. Father, parent that son, parent that daughter with courage. Take your hand and make it strong in their hand where they know you are a courageous person. I am going to pray for your courage. I'm going to pray for your bravery. And Allie is going to be all of you. Let her represent all of you. And let's pray together. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I lift up these parents to you. And Father, you know our weaknesses, uh, you know our doubts, you know um, how frightened we are of certain things and what the future could hold. Uh, you know where we've come from, you know where we're going, you know what is our now situation. But Father, you have made us parents. 
by your sovereign um, choice, here we are in a parenting role. There's somebody out there on the other side of the screen um, that is parent that is foster parenting, and and she's wondered, have have I even done the right thing? Somebody else that has adopted perhaps older children, wondering, was I cut out for this at all? Lord, you have made us parents. Now, Father, I pray you would give us the courage and confidence in you to make our hands strong in theirs, where when they feel our hand, they feel the strength in it, not the perfection in it, the strength in it, a strength, Lord, that can only come from faith, a strength that can only come from this truth right here. We believe our God and what he says about us and what he says about our future, and we will walk into it valiantly together. Would you give every single one of us who are parents the courage to be the kind of parents that raise their kids up with integrity, to do what is right, the kind of parents that have courage to ground a kid who is completely out of control, courage to parents whose kids have taken over their household and with three-year-olds that have become dictators in the home. Father, give us courage. Give us courage when we need to take back some phones, courage when we need to take back some some computers, courage when we need to bring them into the kitchen table where they can be seen at all times by the parents. Give us courage that our hands would be made strong in theirs. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless Allie, my sister, and everybody she represents, everybody trying to do it on her own, everybody trying to do it on his own. Give them a double portion and parent with them in the mighty and beautiful name of Jesus and for his sake. Everybody say amen. 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 Oh boy, Beth, thank you. Thank you for your life, your witness your gift, the truth that you deliver in love and power, and for your prayer. Uh, I want all of you who are watching to know that we're about to uh, let you look in on a scene that Beth's been a part of many times. And what a blessing she is because she's got a missionary heart. And you're going to hear someone else with a great heart for missions, and that's Jeannie Rogers. I really want you to just kind of move in as though you were there uh, clothed first in the Lord Jesus, but then also just like with Jeannie. And ask God to let you sense what she saw and felt, but beyond that, what God feels and the incredible blessing that can come through you, the power of love. Watch very closely. 9,000 miles by air and hours in off-road vehicles. Our journey to reach these desperate locations are long, but they pale in comparison to the suffering of those who await us. I'll never get used to what we see here in these remote areas, but when we visit the clinics, we're confronted with the reality of what happens when mission feeding hasn't reached a village. I mean, just look at the way she looks at you. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm actually struggling to survive. I'm just struggling to live. You know, and that's what malnutrition does to the body.
for this little one and for many, many like her. It doesn't have to come to this. This little girl needs our help. You know, this mama's doing all that she can do with all that she's got. And we can help her. We can help a lot of mothers like this. Don't you want to see that? Don't you want to see these little ones live? Thank you. God bless you, little baby. Beth Moore held a little baby boy named Matthew and Peter Pretorius are. Mission overseer said he'll not likely be here tomorrow, Beth. I don't think he'll make it through the night. And she prayed with a broken heart. And then she and her husband, Keith, came and sat right here in the Life of Day studio. Months later, and I looked over at Beth and I said, Beth, baby Matthew's alive. The Life of Day viewers made sure. That baby's alive. And then Beth Moore went back two years later and played soccer with Matthew. And you want to know why? Mm -hmm. Is the love of God through people like you and people like you. That's right. Who said, I don't want to just weep. I want to heal. I want to help. I want to establish a compassion connection. And the missionaries are there, but they, they've got to have something in their hands. And they've got to have a way. Right now, we need eight more 10-ton trucks. We need tens of thousands of those heat-resistant plastic bowls. We have 400,000 children, Betty, we've already located that have need or they'll be in those malnutrition clinics that your love set up, made possible as a miracle, a last-minute chance. But we've got 400,000 that we can stabilize their diet and save their little lives and give them health so they don't end up there or die. They have a future. Many of the children we started helping years ago are teachers in schools. Some of them are professors in colleges. Many of them are leaders in their cities. We have seen miracles, the miracle of love. And Betty, I believe our viewers will help. I think that they see the love of God expressed even through Jesus. James. And you know, we talk about the, the vehicles, the transportation, how important it is. But what makes it real is when you watch a precious little one like that that's struggling for a breath for just a little more air into her little body. And then what really touched my heart was when the mother took her little baby in her arms and you looked into the face of that mother and tears streaming down her face because she knew she could do nothing to help her baby. But you know what? We can. We can make the difference. If you've ever had your heart broken and you've ever weeped with a broken heart, you know what those tears feel like streaming down that mother's face. You know what they're saying. Someone help my baby. So please join with us and let's get the transportation so we can get the food to them so that they can live. Honey, thank you for, I think, not only sharing the heart of a mother but the heart of God. I, here, here's what we need you to do. 
go to lifetoday.org or dial the telephone number that's there as always a prayer line, but right now it's a helpline. It's a miracle line. And I want you to take your bank card and you just use it like a check. You should always use it that way, whatever you do. And make the gift God puts on your heart. Now, now keep this in mind. 30, 50, 100. We're able to feed three, five, or 10 children for the next months. This extended period of time, that's what it'll do. Please help us. We have 400,000 children need a lot of people's help. For many months now, right now, we need your help. And we need over $300,000 for the trucks, eight 10-ton trucks. They're absolutely fabulous vehicles. And to be very honest with you, Peter Pretorius has gotten incredible buy on these trucks. And we need your help to do it. We need thousands of the heat-resistant bulbs. So we need a miracle expression of love right now, please. Would you right now go to lifetoday.org or would you dial that number? If you want to write a check, make it to life, but call the number and tell us what you're putting in the mail. We have to know so we can let the missionaries know, yes, the help is on the way, the trucks are coming. Please do it. We have some beautiful gifts to send you as an expression of our love and gratitude. You're giving to literally express and give life. Thank you for doing it. Disease, malnutrition, starvation, all terrible human atrocities being faced every day by people living in remote and impoverished areas of Africa. And those at greatest risk are the children. Life's Mission Feeding Program is there, able to feed and care for over 400,000 children in crisis areas of Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. With previous food reserves gone and malnutrition levels in Angola rising due to increased food scarcity, we desperately need to replenish our supplies for our feeding programs immediately. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for the next three months. Also, please consider an additional gift toward our $316,000 goal to provide eight all-wheel drive trucks and 76,000 new bowls for the children. As our thank you, we'll send you this soft-covered journal Bible featuring the Gospels, Psalms, and Proverbs for your devotional time in the Word. With your gift of $100 or more to help feed 10 children, please request the complete Holy Bible Journal Edition, perfect for keeping notes and insights as you read and study. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed 100 children, you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. You know, I can just tell you, we really need a miracle of love. I mean, we need those eight 10-ton trucks. Um, over the years, you've given scores of them, uh, and we need them desperately now in order to get the food to the, those who need it. I think this is one of the prettiest Bibles. This is the NIV version. It's the journal version, and here is the journal edition. It's, it's got the Gospels, the Psalms, and Proverbs, but it's a journal edition, and taking these two together, what an incredible blessing they can be in your everyday life. Thank you so much for helping us share life every day. Encourage your friends to watch. Tell them about the program. Tell them about Wednesdays in the Word and join us every day. Thank all of you for doing
Join Shanti Felton and Greg Gross as they examine what women should understand about men and their visual nature next week. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.